The following episode of Fofop is rated MA. It contains alternating hosts, a rotating roster of guests, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that it is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15, or anyone who came here looking for one of those highbrow NPR-type podcasts. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Charlie Clawson and my guest this week, for the second time tonight, because we just recorded an episode and we listened back and the fire was completely corrupted. It sounded like two Daleks having a conversation and I have absolutely no idea what went wrong. He's very kindly agreed to stick around to do another show. Uh, we may get back to the first one if I can work out how to fix that file, but it was incredibly... Uh, uh, familiar territory for anyone who's ever listened to any shows on this network. It's Ty Hara, actor, writer, director, creator of the uh, web series Colorblind. Um, welcome back. <laughs> Hi, everyone. How are you, Charlie? What the fuck are you doing to me? Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. This happens occasionally. Like, it was such a good episode. We had such a great time. We talked about lots of great stuff, had some laughs. Got serious, got deep. We could say anything. They'll never know now. They'll never know. Yeah. Part of me, we did go on a rant at one point. Well, you went on a rant about how much you hate cat videos. No, don't, don't start, (laughs) don't start the episode off pulling me into my darkest place. Well, I'm just thinking that maybe, like, maybe someone's looking out for you. Like, maybe. Right, right. Like, it was a good thing. Like, maybe that episode comes out. You go on this rant about how much you hate. Hate cat videos, okay. and then like the tide turns against you. Like suddenly you're getting harassed on social media. People love cats and cat videos. Are like Ty, all right, cat videos. Look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but um, yeah, look, sometimes these things happen for a reason. Yes. Um, but I do just want to give my point of view for anyone that hasn't heard before. I love animals. Um, big fan of dogs. Big fan of cats. Um, I, I was just, I was mentioning something in the realm of, 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 we were talking about cat videos. I think I can't really remember, but anyway, let's move on. How's, uh, how's doing another one hour, uh, podcast? Is oh, this, well, let's see if we get to the hour. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be very optimistic. <laughs> Two hours. Come uh, on. Let's break a record. Didn't we break a record with the last one? We were going for about six hours there, weren't we? Oh my God. It's so frustrating. You would think too, that like 12 years into this, I'd be better at it. I mean, it's, I actually have been like, you know, for the last few years, I've been so kind of like um, meticulous about the prep and I'm always running yeah. it back up. But I don't know, I got a bit distracted and I got someone in the studio for the first time in like ages. And so I just got a bit lazy and I didn't want to like, back Ty's up. here, fuck it, whatever. His episode doesn't matter. I know. That's why we're doing it again because it was such a good episode. I feel terrible. No, feel I'm terrible. actually, you know, the crazy thing is I was sitting here, Charlie's got a camera set up. There's 17 screens, a uh, bit of an exaggeration. Yeah, it, looks like, it looks like the Bat Cave. Yeah, it's the Bat Cave with a couple of mics and a soundboard that looks like Charlie could be going out to DJ and Byron tonight as well. <laughs> yeah. And I was sitting here going, how do you how do you get onto all this stuff? Like how do you even learn how to use it? And he's like, nah, it's simple, it's not too hard. Uh, neck minute. Yeah, it falls to shit. Well it's <laughs> it is look, I mean, again, anyone who's listened to Tofop knows we've lost episodes. We've lost like incredible episodes that mm. would never be heard by anyone. You know, the best episode we ever did was a live show that was uh that that, that was lost forever. Oh no. Um but this was something new. Like every now and then, uh, technology throws up something new. And it was weird too, because ordinarily I can sort of like know what went wrong. But this to me just felt like yeah. well, we were someone going, was, I mean, did we no, we were going slander pretty, anyone? I yeah. did slander Mr. X. I know. Yeah. And you brought up Parate at some point. Or, I yeah, did. Yeah, we got political at yeah, we got point. We got very political. Um, <laughs> some Trump got dropped. But uh, no, it must have been. There was some strong content in there. Well, the question um, is now, do we repeat the conversations we had oh. hoping that we can find something? You've had like some time to think about the stuff we've discussed. Do you have a better take yeah. <laughs> on all the things we talked about? Yeah, I don't I I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I'm look, I'm happy. I'm just I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to have a bed. I'm happy to have a roof over my head. Um, yeah. And this is this is the uh, this is part of the deal. Ty so. is uh, currently uh, staying in our spare room. He's uh, very uh, like a good son. He's come up to help his parents out with the uh, floods. Mm-hmm. Uh, the house got what a, a foot of water. 
in there? It did, yeah. Yeah, through the bottom. But a lot of people got hit a lot harder. Definitely the the, the folks lost some, some um, yeah, sentimental things as well. But uh, if you see the state of other places around here like Lismore and Mullumbimby and, you know, all the way down the, the coast, it, um, it's really devastating. Well, for you, it was like particularly hard because you actually lost contact with them. You asked me to go around and do a wellness check yeah. because the last thing you heard from them, and I'm not trying to make light of this, no. bigot, but it's like, the water was rising and then phones go out. Phones go out. Um, the next footage I see was on the news, just sliding past the house, the helicopter overhead, and all I could see was a house inundated with water. Um, yeah, it was really scary. It was surreal. My sister's overseas in the UK. She felt helpless. It's a different time zone. Um, I, You know, deep down, you, you want to hope that your folks are, are all good. And, and you know, the, the casualties and like the, the sorry, the, the, the fatalities have been quite low, um, all things considered. Uh, but it's still so scary. And, and I think uh, with all these things, it really hits home when it is your home. Yeah. You know, more 100%. than anything. I mean, um, I did see like someone posted something about like, it shouldn't have to happen for you. Yeah. To you, for you to care about it, so which true. is, I get the sentiment of it, but when it does happen to you, like, yeah. And because, yeah. you know, I, look, I've been really lucky and you know, it's, it's, it's where we live is um, elevated. And so we haven't been affected by the floods too badly, but everywhere around us has been affected. And it's, and it's crazy. I don't think I've actually ever lived through something like this before. I've definitely had no experience with floods like bushfires. You know, I've sort of had some, you know, close contact with bushfires, but mm. this is different. And it's, um, it's so hard to kind of process too, because I was saying to someone, I did a radio interview today where they're asking about it. And I said, in a lot of ways, like with a bushfire, you know, stuff gets destroyed and it's kind of gone. Yeah. And then the cleanup is just about rebuilding, but with a flood, it's kind of like two disasters because the flood happens, everything gets fucking destroyed, and then it's all just still there, and, and, think, just, and it weighs twice yeah. as much because it's fucking waterlogged. And things seemingly look fine as well from the from the outside. Like there's there's mud and there's debris, but still lots of houses look like they're intact yeah. and, and structures are fine, but they've been ripped through. You know, through the like water levels up to the roof. People having to go on the roof of two story um, Queenslanders. It's just. It's unimaginable. It's terrifying. It is. I mean, it is unimaginable. And that's the thing. Like, I've actually been, you know, to houses that were underwater. And these are houses where the floorboards are 12 meters off the ground and yeah. the water was still two meters above that. And uh-huh. it's like the, to actually, like, you know, to visualize or, or even try and understand what that must be like, it's almost too hard to comprehend. Like, I think mm. maybe our brains as a, self-protection like or yeah. to guard like they just they just shut that down because it's almost too horrible there's only to so much you can like- process as well you know and uh the the thing that gets me the most is that yes we've lost certain things that are sentimental but the house is still intact and, and the folks are okay you know yeah. they're safe but you see people that their whole lives have been upturned in one day everything yeah and yeah it makes you take stock of, of well, don't, how lucky you are right well, don't, don't worry i think um, peter dutton started to go for me so <laughs> yeah i donated to that yeah, yeah, <laughs> should yeah. be fine take it taken care yeah, of yeah voldemort you can't no, <laughs> <laughs> all right now okay that's all i want to we can stop the show there i just need to do, drag it you can uh, come in boys yeah. you can be up at the, LA, at the lnp police outside the door oh uh, but how have you been, man? Like it's actually been a long time since we've been in the same room. We yeah. were talking last night and it's, and it's weird because I guess with like COVID and stuff, you sort of just sort of forget, like you just don't socialize. And certainly now that I don't live in the city anymore, like, you know, you just don't socialize with your friends like you used to. Like, yeah, we, no, we, everyone really, um, up, up and left, uh, when COVID hit, you guys all just found your fucking greener pastures and, and, and got right that, out of Sydney. Is yeah. that what it feels like though? Does it sort of feel- A little bit, yeah. There was a big exodus of, of friends and, and, and family from, from Sydney. Um, but it's also just been a, a strange period, I think, wherever you are, you know, everyone's trying to navigate what that new world is like and, and how we kind of fit into it. Um, but the last two years has been- amazing scary all the things like we had a baby as you know yeah 
Feli got pregnant and then the pandemic hit and we're like, oh, fucking great. Cool. We have yeah. no work and a baby on the way and what this could like? kill. It was terrifying. It was yeah. so terrifying. But then once things kind of, I wouldn't say settled, but, you know, once there was a little bit more clarity and um, an Australia lockdown and I guess we felt safer over here, um, it was actually kind of amazing, like selfishly. Mm. It was kind once of the, the options are taken off the table- like, you know, oh, should I be here? Should I be in the States? You know, should I be doing this? Should I be doing yeah. that? We found it was the same thing. It was like, oh, yeah, it actually is like takes a bit of anxiety away because yeah. it's like you're not constantly working out where you should be, what should I be doing, mm-hmm. second-guessing yourself. It's like, well, I don't have an option to be doing anything else. We'll just stay right here. Yeah, yeah, which you do so much of the time when you're an artist, right? You're always trying to go, where where should I be? Where should I base myself that's going to give me the best opportunity? And mm. To, have you found yeah. that place yet? Because I still don't know where I it is. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> is there some golden? I'm hoping place it's in the front room artists, of your house. Yeah, yeah that's going to really be my um, yeah my launching pad. <laughs> well, don't fucking get too comfortable because we'll create something amazing, then I'll lose it. Or it'll be a corrupted yeah. file or some shit. Yeah, that's where someone walks in and goes, "Tell your whole family's dead." No, that's that's really grim. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we when um. Uh, we did this podcast for people who are familiar with Tofop, they'll know what I'm talking about. Superpod. So it was a one-off um, live show. It was the first time we'd done a live Tofop at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and two American comedians, Dave Anthony and Greg Barrett, you know, good friends of ours, but they had a an, another podcast. It was like our sister podcast. It was like the Tofop of America, and mm. they surprised, like they snuck over to Australia, and so we surprised this audience by bringing them on stage. And we did this amazing show, and it was like my first real time being live on stage doing comedy, and it was just like one of those nights where like everything went amazing. Like it was just the, the, the timing, the chemistry, the jokes all landed. It was just brilliant. The audience was having a great time. It was so great. And then um, we like came off stage and we're like high-fiving each other and stuff. And then like even the next day, just buzzing, just buzzing about like how fucking great was that? Yeah. Like that was just a once in a lifetime, you know, and the amazing thing oh. is like we've got it all like recorded and, you know, and so <laughs> And then we get a phone call from um, Melbourne Comedy Festival and they're like, um, oh. look, something happened with the recording. The memory card crashed and um, we didn't have a backup and so we don't have a recording of it. Oh, <laughs> no. And it was like we just went from elation. Like, we actually were out to dinner the next night, almost like celebrating. <laughs> like, the this is going to break the internet. Yeah. Yeah. We thought it was like this kind of, you know, we've we'll, we'll changed the face of comedy. <laughs> it was a fucking podcast. Like, you know, just like <laughs> check yourselves. But – um. Uh, Dave Anthony hadn't heard the news yet. He was doing some stand-up. He was doing his show. And so when we got the news that we'd lost it, there was just the three of us. And then we're like, oh, you know what we should do is we should record another podcast tonight where we tell Dave live on air. Oh, <laughs> and that could be the show. Like we've got to make it out, make something out of a out of, out of all this loss, which was – yeah. I mean, it was funny because like Dave is prone to kind of fly off the handle and it was just like 30 <laughs> seconds of silence as he just was like – processing how the fuck they could have lost it. And then the anger came, which was pretty yeah. amazing. Uh, but it, it it did sort of become this thing where we were able to then – it became part of the mythology. It's like you got to be there, man. Like I think there is yeah. – a, I actually think there's a few bootlegs online. You can find them like on YouTube and stuff. Someone recorded on their phone, thank God. Little moments. Kind of no, thing. like the actual show, the oh, whole show. Amazing. But it's like shit quality. It's recorded yeah, through right. someone's iPhone on their lap in the back row or something yeah, yeah, like right, that. Right. But it was one of those things where it's like, oh, I guess you can. Like you often hear about, you know, um, often the best art is made when shit goes wrong. Like Jaws, yeah. for instance, you know, that shark didn't work and it kept breaking down. And so Steven Spielberg had to think around that. And so the reason that film is so suspenseful is because he doesn't show you can the shark. See it. Yeah, you never see it. And it's all about playing off the character's reactions and the anticipation of the scare and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying <laughs> Superpod yeah. was the jaws of vodka. Yeah. I think you are. But I do think there is a kind of like a nimbleness to being able to roll with that shit. Like you often yeah. hear the, the South Park guys, it's the same thing is like, you know, they're equal opportunity offenders and they'll have a team of lawyers saying to them, well, you can't say that, you can't say that. And they're like, well, you know, what can we say? And it's like, can we say uh, Tom Cruise is gay? No. Can we say he's a homosexual? No. Can we say Tom Cruise is stuck in a closet? Yes, you can say that. And so then that's what it becomes. How many times have you had 
it happened to you in your career where you're you've shot something, you've completed a scene, and then come back to find out that, that it wasn't recorded? Uh, are you talking about podcasting? No, like in, in, in acting and uh, podcasting. Like how many times? Obviously, that happened to you guys. I don't think it's ever happened. I mean, generally, I work with professionals. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, it's not, but okay. it's not podcast related. I feel like it's happened to me a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Where you've done a take and oh my god, I did. Go I, I went because... in to help out Alec, Alec Snow, yeah, um, and another one of our friends. They they were doing like a little. Um, kind of creative group where they were trying to shoot things all the time and, and he had this this skit and he said, oh, can you come in and we'll just throw banter around and be a little bit improvised or whatever it is. And we did, I, I think it must have been going on, like it was pretty close to you. It was about a 20-minute take and and we finished and they were like, that's it. We that's the it. one. We got <laughs> that's it. Gonna yeah, change that's it. That's it. That's going to change everything. And the camera guy, I won't say his name, um, <laughs> just kind of went, Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, no, I wasn't. Yeah, I, wasn't <laughs> I didn't press record. <laughs> no joke. Really? I was like, you've got. Do you to be remember? Fucking kidding. Years me. ago, and again, we won't name him because he's a good mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna. I'm gonna no, bring it. Yeah, yeah, story yeah, yeah. Where we lost the memory card. I fucking remember it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and the thing was, like, because we caught up with you guys, you'd spent all day filming. Yeah. We yeah. won't name names. No. Nah. And <laughs> you know uh, who you are. Been, you had a really good day, and so we met Amazing. you guys for drinks after you'd been filming. Yeah. And then drinks turned into a few more drinks. Yeah. And then it was a full blown party. Full and blown. And then it went all night, and then the next morning. <laughs> It's like, where's the memory card that yeah. <laughs> we shot that thing it's on? Devastating, and it was gone. Yeah, and who, not a, who not would have thought that. of something that is like smaller than the size of like your thumb, like yeah. your thumbnail would disappear. Yeah, he okay. We've named, we've semi kind of named him. He still has nightmares about that. He oh, triple he backs up so now. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, we just recorded a podcast in which I did not back up. And <laughs> I'm sitting here with like 15 devices that I just have to press a button on one and we would have had like yeah. backup copies. But it's always the one where you don't, right? It's all, yeah. yeah. But um, the, I remember that one because we did have a, a really, really big night after that. We we really partied for uh, for what we'd shot, it could right? Have, yeah. I mean, it, it could have been anywhere, like any <laughs> yeah. any. Bizarre. I mean, think about like- Could have been in the cab. How big, yeah, in the cab. Oh, it could have been in the backyard and the bathtub on the roof oh. of the house. Like it was a big night. God, I love that house. I still have I still have nostalgic memories about that. We're talking about nostalgia I went. Before. Did I tell you that I we- So, all right, uh, to, to fill listeners in. So, um, uh, Ty and I uh, met doing Home and Away. And so we had a very tight knit group of friends. And, and Gem and I were living at this house in Randwick that was kind of like- it's where we'd all go because yeah. Sydney's expensive. Not many people have houses, but we no had, one had a house. We had this house that should have been condemned. It mm. was like falling apart, but it was super cheap rent, and it was a really good part of town. And we had like a backyard and stuff like that. So whenever there was a party, or you know, we needed to go back to someone's house, it was always come back to ours. Cool neighbors. We had you know, it was just like the perfect setup. Even when you guys weren't holding parties, you'd let people come back and oh party. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even yeah, if people needed to go somewhere, like yeah, the keys under the mat. Yeah. Um, and it was a great place, but eventually uh, the owner sold it, and it, like it needed to be sold, like it was filled with mold and falling apart, and the fucking the toilet was outside the house. That's remember right. that? Like there's things that you put up with in Sydney, like that you would not put up with in any other city. Like, would you do that now as a parent? Come on, honey, you get a toilet <laughs> training outside. In the middle of winter, you've got to go outside <laughs> and use the toilet. It's not in the main part of the house. Um, uh, but yeah, so the, the, the owner sold the house and, um, like it was going to, it needed to be ripped down. And so these builders bought it and they did that thing where they, they pretty much, you know, they tore down 70% of it, rebuilt it, put a second story on it and flipped it. Mm. And I've all, I was always very curious because, you know, we'd had so many great memories in that house, but it yeah. was a shit box. And one day Gemini were walking past and we saw a woman walking in and so we sort of walked past and she saw us looking and we just started talking and we said hey look you know we used to live in that house and and she was like oh come in come in it's like oh wow okay cool and so we went in and it was so weird it's it's almost like i imagine if you saw like an ex who like when you were dating you know, maybe she didn't take great care of herself. You know, she's great fun, but you know, <laughs> but now you see her and it's like, Jesus Christ, you got a personal trainer and you had got some veneers and like, you know, like just a, like You've just really a glam turned squad. yourself around here. Yeah. It was incredible, but it had none of that. Like it didn't feel 
like cozy. That house was like yeah. it was a good party house because it was kind of like I think because it was shit. Yeah, you didn't feel bad about like yeah, you know, totally spilling drinks on the floor or just crashing. So it lost you its character. That's devastating. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of became like a sort of one of those. You know, one of those many Sydney like multi-million dollar homes that just was like all modern, but it didn't ha really have any. Like you know, that house was a was horrible, but at the same time, it was really like it was really cozy. And it was welcoming. the best. It was the best. I still remember sitting around the table, and, and I think you came to live there for a bit, right? When you and Fell were homeless for about two we weeks, we did. Yeah, we seemed we had to be, a few people. Come that's a there. that's a running thing for us to be homeless, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Or just to come and live with you guys when we yeah. can, whenever I can, any chance. That's right. Are you guys? You got that spare yeah, room on you, the? You, you still you're around? Are you <laughs> they have a daughter now, not a dog. Um, <laughs> upgraded there. That's right. Uh, I love that house so much. But those parties, those those days, like we were talking about reminiscing before. I look back now and I'm like, oh my god, they were so much fun. Like at the time, it, we all had so much fun. But you really look back at, at different periods in your life and and realize how lucky you, you are and were to have those people around you. Yeah. Well, it's also too like I think that it's very rare as an adult that you kind of make new friends, especially if you go into a line of work where it's fairly like it stays constant, you know. So if you have like an office job or a job where it's just like the same people, whereas, you know, when you are – an actor, I guess, is like you're sort of working from gig to gig. It's like being a musician or a comedian or whatever. Like, yeah. And so you tend to kind of periodically when you have a job is like make a whole new group of friends. Now, you know, sometimes you'll work on a job where you don't make any friends, you know, like it's not a great yeah. job. Yeah. We just I, – I felt like that we had a pretty good – I always say to people – it was like we had a good year level. Yeah, I you know, it was thing. like it was like going to uni where everyone a, in your level was kind of cool. And it's like, oh, we got on, and it was yeah. just like a disproportionately, you know, just good amount of people that I I, I liked hanging out with who are sort of still friends now. But that doesn't happen very often. Like I've worked on other shows since, and yeah. you know, like, you know, I've sort of made friends. But those kind of sort of like I think it's also to the contact hours. We were in each other's pockets for so long. Totally, we saw each other for forty six weeks of the year. Every week. Yeah, you want to get along with right? it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to be my friend. <laughs> it's funny talking about being an actor and going from job to job and, and not really having kind of any clear linear path in that way mm. um, because I see my neighbours all the time, like <laughs> in our apartment block, and I think they're constantly, constantly just like, what the fuck what do, do you do? do? What do you time? do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, you've got some work coming up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going on this thing. And they're like, so how'd the work? I'm like, yeah, it was great. My like, <laughs> my neighbors here thought I was a personal trainer because mm. every time they're seeing me, because I like to go to the like gym first thing in the morning, or if I'm taking Iona out, this I'm is a like, weird flex, I think. Here, uh, uh, no, no, it's not nothing to do with my physique. It's just to do with the fact that I would put on exercise gear. I'm like one of those mums in active way. Yeah, yeah. Like first thing in the morning, it's like, well, I'm going to go to the gym at some point this morning, whether it's like before breakfast, after breakfast, or wherever. Or if I'm going to take Iona to the park, I'm going to mm. get sweaty, so I'll just put on like you know, a singlet and shorts or whatever. I'm the same, yeah. But people don't see me working. <laughs> they see me <laughs> yeah. just walking around town in my exercise gear. So did you offer them some free classes or something? Well, the funny thing was- Pulled out your men's health mag. Yeah. Uh, my, my mate next door, he um, there's a tennis club down the road and uh, he just moved, like they just moved here uh, uh, about a year ago and he wants to play tennis, but he's got no one to play tennis with. Mm. And so his wife is like, oh, that guy, Charlie, next door, he'll definitely, I mean, you see him, he's always in exercise gear. He's like a personal trainer <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. So he asked me, he's like, hey, do you want to play tennis? And I'm like, mate, I don't play tennis. Like, <laughs> oh, I've picked up a racket maybe oh, like three times no. in my entire you life. You shattered him. He's yeah. just he's just trying he's trying to do the friendly neighbor thing, make a connection. You're dressed like Nadal. He's yeah, like, this exactly. guy's got it. You're always in, you're always in the cutoff. It's false advertising. It is false advertising. It's yeah. like you see a guy in like leather jacket and jeans, long shaggy hair, like as a musician. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, can't play guitar at all. <laughs> I was going to say, let's go for a ride on the motorbike. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's – um. It's definitely something I do as well. I, I always rock around the house in, in yeah, I guess it is kind of active wear. But what's happened to me is that I get roped in now to all the all the gardening as well. So what do you mean roped into all the gardening? Well, like there's there's a person in our building who um she she runs the gardens now for everyone and right. um and I'm always is that official? Out. Yeah, no, it's official. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's an official title, head gardener, head gardener. It's the HG. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but because because I'm always in just like whatever clothes, I th- and I'm not doing much around the house. <laughs> I think now I'm part of the official gardening team. Yeah, yeah. well, you do have the time. Yeah, although I yeah. mean, is oh, that's like in between minding, you know, raising and protecting your child. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's um, thanks for just yeah, um, just shitting on my career there. But, <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I definitely do have the time. But look, I, I actually enjoy getting into the garden. We've got the herb garden I going on now. I, I see you guys have some nice herbs going on up I here. See, yeah, mm-hmm. we do. I actually, the one thing that I have, uh, when you stayed here, so uh, Gem and I, we got stuck in the Gold Coast um, for a few months last year. So Ty and, and his uh, lovely wife, Feli, stayed in our house for a bit. And they left it in immaculate condition. Like, I swear to God. I was when we came back. I was expecting it to not that you guys had left a mess, but it just would be, you know, it's a house that's been locked up for the majority of the time, so it'd be like damp. And so, you guys must have scrubbed like up and down the walls with a toothbrush. It was immaculate. Yeah, we did. And def- the garden was immaculate, and like had been weeded, and like things had been like like you done. It was it was incredible, but you set a standard that I cannot maintain. Like in the northern rivers. Because it's so hot and wet all the time, yeah. shit grows here like it's on steroids. Oh. And the weeds are my number one um, enemy. Like they, you, I will weed the entire house, like the entire, like all both paths, the front garden, the back garden. Back and in within two five days. days, yeah, it's back. And so I say in a gem, like I'm fucking sick of this weeding shit. Like, and I don't want to get the chemicals. Like, I want to pull them up by the roots, like do the yeah. proper thing. Yeah. But I'm old and my back hurts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so Gemma and I had this big argument because I'm like, we've got all these friends who've got kids. And when I was a kid, that was a way you made pocket money was you'd weed the garden. Mum would give you like five cents for like a weed. You'd, you know, bring in like, you know, Wow, child labor. You're yeah, really putting it out there. Okay. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> you've got the same reaction Gemma had. <laughs> So I was like, why don't we just call my mate VK? I'll see if he can uh, – he's got two – one boy is 10 and one oh, boy is God. 8. And I'll get them to come around and win the gun. Jem's like, you can't do that. And I said, well, I'll just shoot him a text and see if the boys are busy. And she's like, don't do that. Like, that's really presumptuous and, and, and rude and you don't know what's going on. But you on. were going to pay them, right? I was going to pay them. Yeah, like two bucks. And I was like, but mum. Uh, mum. <laughs> mum, but Jem. <laughs> but mum. <laughs> Uh, but I, but I was like, but that's how I, you know, like I used to. I mean, that's how me and my mates, like the kids in my neighbourhood, we would like wash cars, weed yeah. gardens. Yeah. You know, you'd go around in school holidays, and that's how you'd make pocket money. And so, I was like, Santa Gem, you are out of your mind. Like that is not an unusual request. I wouldn't be offended if someone sent me a text asking. And so we go up for dinner with VK and his wife, and I'm like. So, you know, would you, um, would it be a hassle if like the boys came over and weeded the garden? And Vaughn's like, oh, mate, you can't ask that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> they you said too? it as well. Yeah. And he was like, because you've got to take into account, like, it's not just a case of the boys coming over. I have to make sure that they get over. And then, you know, you've got to make sure that the boys actually sort of, you know, that they're not going to get distracted. Uh, is, is the garden safe? You've are got some like, brown snakes or something. Yeah, there snakes you? or anything like that. It's not just as simple as, and I was like, yeah, but when we were kids, yeah. That was, and he's like, yeah, but when we were kids, like parents would fucking give you cigarettes. Oh, yeah, like, Sips the beer and I stuff. Know. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. It I feel like I'm time. on the seesaw with this one because when you first mentioned it, I went, oh, really, Charlie? Come on. But then we did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. we washed <laughs> the cars. We mowed the lawns. It's like we got a bit of pocket money. So, But it was generally our parents. Like we, we, we yeah. weren't mum – wasn't, mum wasn't hiring me out to the neighbourhood. It would have been weird as well, like – White mum just hiring out her little POC kid. Yeah. <laughs> kids, yeah. Do you need anyone to come to genuinely your kids? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, they're yeah. mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much work do you need? Yeah. How many hours? Yeah. They're, they're good hands, for it. Good for they're good for sneakers. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I look. If if I'm gonna have to pick a side, I, I'm gonna say, mm, yeah, no, you're a psycho. That's crazy. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be asking your friends. To- so how do kids like the the one the the the, the big job that. Uh, the the big money earner, the top dollar job that my sister and I did when we were kids mm. was there was a golf course not far from our house. Oh, yeah. And so we would go and find lost golf balls, like fish them out of the lake, dig them out of the long grass. Oh, with the alligators. Clean them, yeah. <laughs> clean them up and then sell them to golfers. And it was oh. surprisingly lucrative. Like if it was a sort of damaged, you'd sell it for like 20 cents, 50 cents. If it was good condition, you'd sell it for like a dollar. Oh. But I remember I'd be coming away from a day on the golf course with 20 30 bucks for like, you know, an eight-year-old. That's that's heaps of money. Yeah. But then I think, I mean, A, definitely golfers were just like, 
um, this kid needs, like, you know, clearly there's something wrong. <laughs> like, we, we should, you know, give him some money. Yeah. But I also think, too, that we were f- would have been fucking annoying. We weren't paying to get onto the golf course. We would just jump in the fence. Yeah, like, no. And dangerous. Yeah. Like, eight-year-olds running across fairways when people are, like, hitting balls. And golf you know? clubs can be a bit exclusive. So they'll probably be like, what are these kids doing in the pond? Oh, no, it was a public, it was a public oh, golf right, course. It wasn't okay. one of your usually, uh, yeah, yeah, right, okay. one of your golf yeah, courses. Oh, no, come on. I don't golf. Yeah. <laughs> I know that you, you. I'm sure you've been getting into it up here in Byron. It's very, uh, I it's have very not, in at the moment. I have not golfed in years. I kind of sound like I'm, I completely misrepresent myself. I don't do any sport at all. I don't. I just wear yeah. sporting attire. I the my, the problem for me with any sport that is two handed, like golf or cricket, is I'm a left hander naturally, like single oh, right. single handed thing. I'm left. Yeah. But for some reason, with two handed sports, I play. Right-handed. Oh, that's all wrong. Yeah, and it's all wrong. And I don't know how that got implanted in my head. I think it's maybe because all the coaches I had were probably right-handed, yeah. so they were showing me how to. My mum's a lefty, and she just got smashed for it when she was a kid. Like, actually, was that they... back in the day when they'd train you to use your right? Yeah, like they, they'd smack her hand with a, yeah, with a ruler, and mom. oh. So yeah. you never had that at school, though? No, no, thankfully. Wait, <laughs> what the, year were you born? <laughs> 1901. Okay, yeah, great. And you didn't have it back then? <laughs> no, they 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 definitely, like, t- catered, but it was just – I think it was because I got, like, guitar lessons as a kid, and that was – I mean – Did you play it backwards? Well, I don't – no. I don't oh, – right. I, I start, I picked up the ukulele about six months ago, and I play it like a right-hander, and it's funny because I'm sort of getting better at it but the better I'm getting at it and the more complex, like, you know, the combos are and the chords I'm trying to play, the harder it is to coordinate. And then I realize it's, well, I mean, you play a bit of guitar. So yeah. tell me, like, for me, my dominant hand working the fret makes more sense to me because I feel like that's where I need more control is, like, holding the strings and making shapes. Yeah. But my less dominant hand, which is doing the strumming, it's really uncoordinated. So when I'm trying to sort of like strum a particular pattern, it's like I find I, it's really, really hard. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe it's just because it's the way I was shown from the start that it feels really natural. But Jimi Hendrix, his whole thing was that he was right-handed and he played the fret with his right hand. He played backwards. Right, yeah, okay. So, that's like so that, basically that, that, on, the, on the Jimi Hendrix yeah, of yeah, yeah, I was trying to tell you that you're Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it's this weird thing. Like, I remember growing up as well and surfing and um, and hitting like maybe when I was early teens, hitting this point where my brain kind of got confused with how I wanted to take off because I've never been goofy. But- so which one is goofy left foot forward? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, no, no, sorry. Goofy is right foot forward. Okay. Yeah. So whatever, yeah, it's the opposite to what are you, what you're thinking. Okay, and so is goofy. What's that? What's the other one? So it's goofy and and just natural. Just, yeah. Orthodox. So is the idea that if you that left people who are left dominant surf goofy? No, 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 it doesn't really fall into it's like not about yeah, left, right. it's, it's it's not like left right okay. like that. Yeah, I'm just trying to think like I don't surf, but I would go right foot forward. So that's natural. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, no, you'd be goofy. Oh, fucking goofy as fuck. <laughs> I am goofy. Oh, yeah, you're super goofy. Yeah, <laughs> goofy AF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's yeah, it, it's it's still a weird one. Like your brain, it's interesting how how you kind of fall into that, right? I'm, I'm sure there's hereditary things as well, but then there's then you get trained and and. Well, uh, it's 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 funny with the cricket thing because I I was a batsman in high in high school not very good but mm. you know I was a batsman and was okay at that even though I was playing as a right hander left hander so my because the 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 general wisdom is that you want your dominant hand the lower because that's where the power is coming from yeah but then I, I can't remember there's a famous cricketer I think he's an Australian cricketer who is like me where he's left but that's right. And his whole thing is, no, you actually want your dominant hand to guide the shot because it's more about finesse. Mm. Because, yeah, there's certain shots in cricket where you want power, you want to drive it back, you know, over the fence. But a lot of it is about angling the blade, footwork, deflection, all that kind of stuff. Wow, the cricket expert over here. Not at all. Not at all. But I just 12th man. (laughs) (laughs) It was just the one moment where I was like, I could have been a world champion if I'd been taught how to bat like left-hander. You know what? It's never too late. No, actually- It is too late. No, (laughs) it's not. In some instances, it is definitely too late. I feel like cricket is one of those ones, and this isn't just disrespecting anyone. If you're a cricket player, um, I love it. 
Uh, also, my wife hates it. There's 21 days of the years where I make her watch Test Match Cricket. Oh, my God. You make her watch? Well, I don't make her watch, but it's on the TV. It's on the TV. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a very good pastime of mine. But it's one sport where I, th- I feel like you could probably rock in and, and maybe give it a go. At your forties, it just depends on you. How's your handball? No, you might. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, it's not. Darts yeah, definitely. Yeah, darts. Tends in yeah. bowling definitely. Yeah. No, but cricket, like I think, no, cricket is definitely like a skill, like a skill. I'm I talking mean, it down so much. Imagine having a what, ball what, come what, at you what? at 150 yeah, no, k. Like you're fucking insane. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like it requires incredible. Maybe like, I'm trying to do myself reflexes. up that I can make the Australian cricket team. You right. Know. What would you be? Um, I don't know. Probably Fast really. Bowler? No, I was gonna say something. Just the you're like. Too Really average. I'd want to be an all-rounder, you know, but I'm not good at either. So I guess. Well, what would you? But you'd want to be an. But what, no, what, no, no. What, I, where, do, where do you naturally fall? Are you a bowler or a, bat, a batsman? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm a bowler that wants to be a batsman. I feel like that's the same. Medium, as like, are you medium pace bowler? That yeah, was that was me. It's yeah. like you're fucking useless. Who wants no, medium pace? No, no. Like, I, learn to spin or yeah. be fast. Yeah, medium, totally. It's like yeah. when Mark War used to bowl. And it's like, oh, he's going to be medium pace. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, yeah, what's go. the fucking point? Oh, right. Cool. He's coming in at 105. What's, yeah. What is it with no spin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ball's yeah. not going to move and it's going to... Uh, the ball's not going to spin. It's going to move fairly slowly. Yeah, yeah. I was I was Mark War without the batting and, and the uh, playing for Australia. Just, just the and, medium and pace. And placing bets on yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. And without the twin brother. I mean, that would be crazy if mum told me that this whole time I had a twin brother, but and he, he was and he was a world cl- first class cricketer. Well, no, I was going to say he got lost on one of the routes when she sent us out to work when we were kids. <laughs> <laughs> now he's it all been, makes he's sense. Been weeding gardens and washing <laughs> cars for the last thirty years. Oh wow! If you're out there, just know that um, I love you and <laughs> and I'm here with open arms whenever you want to come home. I've always thought it would be nice to have a twin. Yeah, just a sp- not like for the companionship, but just it's like you could try shit out on them first to see how it looks on you. Like mm. you're thinking about a new haircut, yeah. or maybe like a, just a different look with your yeah, outfits yeah. and stuff. Just get the twin to do it. Would you want to be older or younger? Doesn't matter, does it? Oh, do you think it matters? oh, it matters. There's hierarchy to the twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm, you, you're saying. You want to be a twin. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, look. I think me and my twin are we identical? Uh you are. Yeah, older. If we're identical, I want to be older. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Do we have the same temperament? Do we hang out? Are we friends? Your friends, different temperament, okay. but you can feel so each other's he's emotions. He's more introverted and a bit like not not you know he's kind of doesn't like to joke around. He's a bit more serious, contemplative. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, right. But also a writer. So, okay, but so do we hang out? Like so, you know, you come over and he would want to pop over and see you as well. Yeah, yeah, and um, he's dating uh, Jem's sister. <laughs> I was say he's dating Jem. I'm like, what the <laughs> son of a bitch? No, 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 no. He did date Jem. No, 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 no. Okay. That's, that's getting too complicated. He's dating Jem's sister though. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So we we are. So what you're saying is like we are living parallel lives in mm. the sense that. You know, he has Jem's sister, let's say, for argument's sake, is like a year or two younger than her. So it's virtually the same thing. But yeah. it's just that in every way that I'm like me, he is the opposite. Yeah. So yeah. he didn't go into a career in like the performing arts. It's sort of, he, you know, something. He can be a writer, but it's maybe it's his like, it's more technical or something like that. Yeah, definitely. He actually, he's not a public speaker. He doesn't pod, do podcasts. No, he works like more that. for it. He's he's actually in a in a, a news publication. Like he's a. Okay. He's a, he's a finance. Editor, mm-hmm. something for, like that. But yeah, yeah, for, for, the, for the Australian Financial <laughs> Review. Yeah. And his oh. politics are quite conservative. Yeah. What's yeah. his? Um, okay. What's so, his star sign? Well, it'd be the same well, as yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's just say that maybe he's he's like half a centimetre taller than me. I think I'm 178. Let's say he's 179. Yeah, yeah. And it's always it's always grinding gears. Yeah, but he never changes his look. My look changes. I have beards, long, short hair, whatever. But he's always been clean, clean shaven, short back and sides. Mm-hmm. He's like a real, he's a real straight shooter. But the one, the, the thing that you always find hard is that he's always been your mum's favourite. Oh. Yeah. So it was always like, what's his name? Actually, yeah. Oh, well, okay. Well, mum, the, the the names that were floated before they arrived at Charles was- Rachel? <laughs> Oliver. Okay, yeah, close. Oliver and Andrew. 
Oh, okay. So let's say he's Ollie. Yeah, he's Ollie. No, he's definitely Ollie. Charlie and Ollie Clawson. Yeah. Do you know Charlie and Ollie? Yeah, and Ollie's oh just God. a legend. He's just wait a minute. He's the opposite of me, so he wouldn't be a legend. No, he is. I'm he's... the legend. No, he's he's just such a knockabout guy, you know. Everyone I... wants to hang out with Ollie. Yeah, and he just knows so much about finance. He's always giving, you know, he's always giving the the. Did you go to school other... with any twins? Were there any twins in your year level? There were. Yeah, there yeah. were twins of mine, and they they were kind of interesting. They weren't identical. Um, yeah, same. But they, yeah, they they kind of like weirdly didn't get along, but then also always had each other's back. That's you know? exactly the guys that uh, the twins of my year level that weren't identical. They had their own separate friends, but yeah. were at the same time like they were they were so tight, so tight. It was yeah. actually the perfect arrangement yeah. because they didn't tread on each other's toes because they weren't identical. They weren't often compared. I think they even played like different sports, yeah. so like they weren't competing for the same. So yeah, I know you don't follow AFL, but there are two twins at the moment called the King Brothers. Yeah, yeah. One what about the Selwoods? Come on, I, I know a bit about that. They're the, not twins though; they're yeah. just brothers. Okay, that's a big family. But the twin boy, the twi- the King Brothers. So one plays for Gold Coast, one plays for St Kilda, right. and they are identical twins, and they're both like gun, like you know, top ten draft picks, two hundred and one centimeters, key position forwards. Now Max, who plays for St Kilda, was taken. at pick four. Yeah. Ben was taken at pick six, I think, or, or pick eight. Ooh. And so Max always had the kind of like he, the reputation of being like, you know, he's the gun. Yeah, yeah. But his career started a bit slower than Ben because he had a knee injury. Ben goes up to the Gold Coast, which is obviously like a basket case. Mm. But despite all of that, starts his career like a house on fire, just kicks multiple goals, was drafted as a defender, but they threw him forward and it turns out he's an amazing forward. The Gold Coast, because they're so they lose players every year because no one wants to play for them. Yeah, they offered him like a fucking huge contract after his first year, like signed him up for like four years. And the discussion has always been around: um, Will Ben come back to Melbourne and play for St Kilda with his brother Max because they both grew up oh, barracking for St Kilda? That'd be cool. And that's the kind of like fairy tale, of course. Like the two brothers who had each other's backs growing up, and they were both St Kilda supporters. They both had Nick Revolt's number on their back growing up. Yeah, they're both going to play for St Kilda, and all the Saints fans are like, "Oh, that'd be amazing." But I'm like, if I'm Ben King, I'm like, that that's a fucking no win situation he's yeah. already on the gold coast killing it killing it making big money i mean he's done his knee he's out for the year so this year he won't be killing it but his contract's up at the end of this year and he's going to have every club trying to get him the idea that you would go like you're all he's identical to his brother they're both playing the same position like can you imagine arriving at the saints where like you know this is your brother and i know you love him and you got each other's backs but you're going to be compared all the time. Like it happens yeah, no. even when you're not twins, when you're the Selwood brothers or mm. your brothers in a sport is people like you got the same surname. So mm. we're going to compare the two of you. And like Max signed like a five or six year, some monster contract last year. Like, how's that going to be? Like when you're sitting down at the dinner table, like you're going to know how much each other are getting paid. Unless the saints are willing to go, right, we're going to pay, pay you both monster contracts, which yeah. To me, makes no sense at all when you've got like other players you have to play as well. It's going to be so hard. <clears throat> Pardon me, I've just got. <clears throat> I'm just You're getting emotional to, thinking yeah, about just, the, the King boys. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what Ben should do. <laughs> now you've laid it all out for me. <laughs> he should go back to St Kilda. But do you get what I'm, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah no, I do. Like, with the, the, that's a lot of kind of pressure, like that you don't need. <clears throat> like, he's going to get top dollar no matter where he goes. But it's only if he goes to St Kilda that people will compare him to. Well, they're going to always compare him with his brother, but it's going to be more intense. Yeah. When they're playing in the same side, especially as they're playing in the same position. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I, I feel like so I'm starting was, to go fund me for Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just I I feel like you've got sidetracked from the conversation about you and Ollie because I don't know. Are you trying to say Ollie is Ben and he? Ah, uh, no, no. Well, <laughs> no, because they're very similar. Oh, like I don't know the, the I don't know them personally, but to me, the King brothers seem to be quite similar. I mean, they're both they're fucking. They're, well, they're both footballers and they play in the same position. Wow, sounds like you're pigeonholing them pretty hard. <laughs> But they're elite. I, the point being, they're elite athletes. I thought the hypothetical about Ollie was he was meant to be my direct opposite. No, no, you're right. You're right. Well, talking about opposites, I I had a best mate at school when we we're in we we're in year eight, and we did everything together. We, we went went to 
Hoyt's on the weekend. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, come on. Uh, so, yeah, I watch all the the MA15 plus snuck into those. and No, we, 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 we were just – we were best mates. And it must have been about – I'm going to – it was something crazy, like maybe two years Vin into Diesel's our friendship. Vin Diesel's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vin Diesel's the best. He's just so butch. Um, there must have been like two years into our friendship. And then I found out he had a, a twin sister. Like I knew he knew his sister – was his sister, but I didn't know. I didn't real. I never realized they were twins. Yeah, and it was. It was kind of a weird. It, it changed the friendship a little bit. Why? I was like, yeah, because I was like, why? why? Yuck! Yeah, <laughs> you were like, no, you, no, no, no. It was, it was, you were once one egg, and no, you split I, into two. I felt lied to. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he'd never told. I knew it was his sister, but he. Did, I don't know why he was so ashamed to say that it, that they were twins. I have a friend who says a similar thing where I had met his sister like for years, and then only twigged about five or six years into it that. They were twins. He never introduced her as my twin sister. She's always, this is my sister. But then it comes back to the competitiveness and like, you know, all the things that they, you, you do to, everything together, you know. So you want to stand on your own. Yeah, you share a birthday. Actually, I have I have another friend who is two years older than his sister and they're born on the exact same day. So he had every milestone before her. Right. That would suck, right? I guess, uh, yeah. Would it? Mm, yeah. Why? For the younger yeah, I well, I don't know. I it's got to be hard. Why would it? Why would it suck for the younger one? Because because your older sibling hits every milestone before you. So but, they're but, they're, having, but that's going to happen regardless <laughs> if it's the same birthday or not. Yeah, but it's on the same day as your birthday, so you share it. So every time they're celebrating, yeah. Actually, now I'm saying it out loud. Yeah, it's kind of a dub. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just uh, keep that, oh, just, just keep that yeah. one tucked away for the next time oh, we bring you back on the show. Yeah, great. <laughs> and this is what happens when we delete the first episode. <laughs> okay, did, you we need didn't delete to it. Yeah. It was unlistenable. Oh, you might no. as well have deleted it. No, we've done that. We've done a great job to, to get this to get this far through it. <laughs> I actually didn't think about the twin thing being a female though. That would actually be interesting as well. Like if I had a twin twin sister, because that in a lot of ways, if you you know sort of, sort of if you take a very binary view of it, would be. Hmm. The direct opposite. If Ollie was like, if she was Olivia, yeah, then she would be, you know, kind of opposite to me in, in almost every way. So I wonder what Olivia is like. But so, she could still be really similar, but the female version of you. But would that be similar? Would the female version of me be? Are you talking in per- terms of personality and interest? And yeah, all that kind of stuff? yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm always suspicious when I meet siblings who are like best mates. Like, have you ever met those, like, you know, the siblings who are just like, you know, maybe a couple of years between them, but they're really good mates. They hang out together and they go to parties and stuff. I'm like me like, and my sister. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> true. You guys are our best yeah. mates. But you don't hang out all the time. Well, no, she lives in you, another country. Yeah, no, so, no, but yeah. even prior to that, like you do include her in things, but it's not like I, every time I saw you guys, you were you were together. Yeah, no, she's, no, no. She's in your friendship group, but I wouldn't say that you guys are like all the time hanging out. No. I'm, I'm talking about like there's- the, the, the people that do everything, the siblings that do everything together. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm always gets kind of, just, I don't know, maybe yeah. it's just my fucked up family, but yeah. it's like my family is kind of close, but at the same time, very- Separate or very individual at the same time. We yeah. don't like just hang together. Like, yeah, hey, come around and watch a movie or something. Are there? Are there out of all the siblings? Do you have favorites? favorites? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to ask that. I'm going to say, is there like a, a a small portion of them that hang out with each other the most, kind of thing? Like- uh yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I think so. Like, uh, it's there's sort of aligned interests and stuff, and also they're spread out all over. Australia, so the ones who are in the same state yeah, tend to be the ones who catch up. But it's weird. Like I always sort of grow when you come from a big family like mine, when there's like nine siblings, mm. it's almost like there's tears to the family because the eldest kids, like my eldest sister, is eighteen years yeah wow older than me. She's old enough to be my mother. Mm. Like you know, so we're not hanging out. Like there's not really a lot. But having said that, we have hung out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. But I think it's more like. Um, the, you know, this, my, my brother, Matthew, who is 14 years older than me, we were both living in Sydney. And so we would hang out all the time. And he is actually like, you know, he is a a sibling that would come around and hang out, would go see movies or just come around to watch a movie or or something like that. I know. I know Matthew the best out of all your siblings. Right. Right. So the, I mean, but we are, he's the second eldest in the, well, yeah, yeah, second eldest in the family. So the, the, there's kind of like less of a reason, but then when I was little, Lucy, who's the one above me, 
we were best friends. So I think it just kind of like changes yeah. as you get. I mean, you only ever had Asuka, so yeah, yeah, you've got totally. no choice. She has to be your best yeah, friend. Yeah, and trust me. Because I can pick or choose. Yeah, we weren't always best friends. I was that oh, little really? shitbag, brother. Oh, my God. Yeah, there was... Um, she used to be able to do this thing where she could disable the door. Like, it, I don't know why she'd have to. I think it says a lot about me. Where she'd run to the room and she could just take the doorknob off so I couldn't oh get God. in there. <laughs> and I'd be smashing on the other side, you know? Well, um, I, I sympathize with her. Yeah. But she used to really get annoyed because uh, we'd always, we got to, a, it must have been when she was about 12 and I was a bit of a man child people would always um, think that we were boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> it was really weird. Me and my brother, Matthew, <laughs> went out for lunch. Oh, no. In Paddington. And a guy came over. In this cafe we were eating at, they had this thing where they would took Polaroids of the customers and put mm. them on the wall. Mm. And the guy was like, let's get a photo of you. And he's like, you two are so cute together. Oh. <laughs> How long have you been going out? And I'm like, this is my brother. <laughs> This is my brother. Oh. And I'm going to pretend that this conversation has never happened. Yeah. Leave the table. <laughs> right there. Yeah. No, we. It was never. It was never that bad. She would always. She. It still gets. I still. I see it still get her now when people say, "Oh my god, I didn't realize that you're the older sister." That one, I can. Oh, still, she, yeah. that bothers her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's just maybe because she knows my maturity levels yeah, right. and me as a human is like, "Are you serious?" This guy. Yeah. Uh, but I think it says a lot about me, you know, to strangers. That's, Did you um, ever have like, I mean, maybe she's not old enough, but like I was talking to Gemma about this the other day with her little brother who's seven years younger than her mm. because um, their dad wasn't around. Like he looked up to her boyfriends. And I remember when I was, because yeah. my dad wasn't around, Yeah, I really like would cling on to like my sister Miranda would start dating a guy and oh. then I would cling on. Was it the same with you? Totally. And my sister is, has one of these annoying things where she's always dated really nice guys. <laughs> like they're just awesome. Yeah, what idiot. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's amazing. But I, I'd always like, it was like a breakup for me every time she'd be like, I'm not dating them anymore. I'm like, fuck. It's just consoling you. It's my You're big bro. Crying. Yeah. He was like, oh my God, it was part of the family. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're writing what breakup you poetry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm oh, sure we'll meet again. <laughs> we'll meet again another point. We can still be mates. No, I, because she was four years older than me, it also was when she finished school. Or my first year of high school was all the guys in her year that were, were in year 12. Right. And they were so nice to me. Like everyone, I was, it was like, oh, yeah, ask his brother. Yeah, yeah ask his right. brother. I was like, You're a made man. So, yeah, I came into like first year of high school. I had some cred. I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. And that, that quickly changed. But um, they, they um, she definitely had lots of boyfriends that, that kind of, that took me under their wing and taught me to surf and, yeah. and, and let me drive their cars and, and did all did all the things. So yeah, it was it was uh, um, it was actually yeah. I got pretty heartbroken. I'd say to her like she'd start dating a new person. I'd be like, don't do it to me. Like I can't. <laughs> I, just, I don't just, know if I can. Yeah, I don't know if I can go into this. Thankfully, she's in a happy long term relationship now, and I have a brother in law. Um, but you know that could change. No, no, I'm, jo I'm joking, Simon. I'm joking. But you, you never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's funny though because that's what I was saying to Gemma about like her uh, my sister's boyfriends is that. Because, you know, I, I didn't really, when you, especially when it's that kind of early teen period, when you start like hit puberty and shit, and it's like the stuff that your mum can't help you with, like, how do I fucking shave? What's yeah. going on with my body right now? Like yeah. all the shit's going on. And like, my mum was very cool and I could talk to her about Same. anything, but there's stuff that she didn't know. And yeah. I remember like, as soon as my, um, uh, you know, and my sister was very like patient and, and very accommodating, like with the way I would monopolize, like, you know, her boyfriend would come around and they'd be like, you know, and then got a footy in my hand or whatever it is and wanted to hang out. But I think it was just like one of those, I was saying to Jim, like, I don't think I ever had like a father figure, you know, cause mum never remarried or anything like that. But I think what I did in my life from that point on was I, I was kind of like taking little bits of fatherly guidance from older men for the for the rest of like you know until i became a, a an adult myself it's yeah just like, totally you know well you're not a father figure and i'm not going to come 
to you for everything, but it's like, okay, well, this is how you do this. Or like, I remember you know, the first time I had my heart broken when I was 16 or something like that, talking to my sister's boyfriend. Yeah. And he was just like, Ugh. you know, like yeah. he didn't want to be consoling this little fucking uh, dipshit, you know? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, mate, there's like plenty more fish in the sea. <laughs> but, I, but I love her. She <laughs> said that she was going to, she said that she was you. And he's like, all right, mate, oh, all right. Okay. And it was just like, but it's kind of, it's funny. It's like, I think that's the way I sort of constructed my my male identity or you know the guy that i was going to become was just yeah. like sort of like picking and choosing with all these dudes yeah totally I, I feel like i had the same thing like i had my grandfather there as like a really strong father figure and he was i considered him a father but he didn't live with us and he wasn't even that like he wasn't close in distance proximity so it was my friends dads and and the kind of the, the men in my life and some of those were yeah my my sister's boyfriends and things as well but you do you end up grabbing all these bits um to kind of form your own yeah yeah it's like a patchwork of yeah like, it's like frankenstein yeah totally like- which is really interesting now than becoming fathers ourselves yeah. and then realizing the i don't know the the not just the responsibility but like you how, are how how you, you are, can be that you yeah know? you are you are the template for for men, for your daughter. Yeah. Like how you treat your wife, how you yeah. treat her. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm a very, I'm acutely aware of that all the time is like, you know, you are, her understanding of male energy and, and male interaction is all going to be, and Jem is actually so sort important. Of, and Jem pulls me up on it all the time because I have a tendency to sort of fly off the handle over minor things. <laughs> <laughs> and she's always like, don't, because I think about my dad and that's what he was kind of like was, you know, he was a good dad and stuff, but he was an anxious man and he was very wound up. And yeah. my memory of him was being, you know, very pissed off all the time and yeah. coiled up and just shitty. And, yeah. you know, he had, like, he had fucking nine kids and he fucking hated his job and life yeah, fucking was, life was hard, you know, and sucked. And, and so I think, you know, he just, he, he wasn't always kind of cognizant of what he's giving up. At the same time, he was a loving dad yeah. and, you know, he took me, to lots of different things and we have, I have great memories of him but yeah. there are moments now that I'm a dad where I can see elements of what I learned coming out like yeah. those elements of you know um, uh, you fucking lose a podcast and so you're like yeah. fuck shit yeah. fuck you know it's like it's well fine. I feel like that was me <laughs> you were way more chill <laughs> but there's it yeah. elements of that and, and I think it does come down to that you know there's a responsibility like if we didn't have a kid I probably would just fly off the handle all the time, but there is a responsibility now that there's a little pair of eyes and ears that are monitoring everything that you're saying. And yeah. even with like swearing, cause I swear a lot Yeah, and she's like picking that up. Like she's repeated a few swear mm-hmm. words back to me, like second after I've said it, yeah. you know, shit. And I'm like, Oh yeah. No, no, yeah. That, that's a bad word. I think the bump's close one. as well. I was like, Oh no, God, no. <laughs> like we get really going to rain it in soon. I but- fucking love you. <laughs> I thought she said fuck up the other day. I was like, I was, I wanted to really, I wanted to cuddle her. I was stoked, but also was like, maybe I should rein it in a little bit, but no, it is something that I'm so conscious of is that responsibility. Um, but also just being, it's 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 made me so mindful of, of, of so many things. I, I don't know. I've I've always wanted to be a dad. I look forward to being a father so much. And now that I, I have it, I, I never imagined it to be like this. But what I always did know is that I wanted to give Chi the, the best yeah. I could and who whatever child I was going to have, you know, and, and do the things that I didn't necessarily get to do or have as a kid. Well, that's know? what... Becoming a parent is kind of light, right? It's a chance yeah. to undo yeah. all the shit that you feel like. Or redo if you're a real piece of shit. A real piece of <laughs> shit. But it, I agree. Like, I think it's sort of, you know, whatever um, whatever gripes you had about the way your parents raised you or the things that you feel like you didn't want, you, you missed out on, you just become acutely aware. Yeah. I mean, it works both ways. There are certain things that my mum and my dad did amazingly, which mm. I'm like, that's what I want that yeah. for her. yeah. But then also the stuff that you feel like fell short. You're like, well, I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, t- yeah, totally. And I, and and there's definitely there is the, the other side to it as well because there there are times where 
now stepping into being a parent where I'm like, oh my God, fuck, my mum was amazing. Yeah. I've, I've called her up out of the blue before and just been like, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> She's like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Not that I don't say it all the time, but <clears throat> just out of the blue of being like, what, what, what's this about? Yeah. And I was just like, thank you for everything that you did, like for showing up every day, cooking me meals when yeah. I was a kid and being a little shitbag. Like you just do it so selflessly and effortlessly as a parent so many times you know yeah it's it's really special so now we've got a huge responsibility charlie to uh be amazing dads yeah oh, easy <laughs> mate easy as long as i just don't fly off the handle from that is a good a point uh, as any to leave this tie thank you for I mean, it's been a two-hour session now. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I can uh, recover this other podcast and release it at a later date. But if we didn't, I think we did a pretty good yeah. second episode. Yeah, I reckon it was, it was a good, very, it was a good dress fine. rehearsal. And uh, uh, I look forward to meeting my twin sister, Olivia, uh, at a later date. And <laughs> or your, Ollie. And your long-lost twin brother who's still out weeding guns. Yeah, we don't know his name, but yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you on that. I <laughs> uh, should also let people know that uh, uh, Two Guys, One Cup is uh, moving to listener, exclusively moving to the listener app. So if you're a fan of our football podcast, you can now find that on the listener app. You just uh, download the app and search Two Guys, One Cup. You'll find it there. New TOEFOP is out um, tomorrow. I've got to say it's a bit heavy for the first half. Not heavy. It's just I, I, I'm in the midst of talking about flood relief and, and volunteer work, and, and I do get a bit emotional at some point. So apologies for that. If it's going to be triggering for you, you know, maybe fast forward or don't listen to it. But I think, you know, if you want to know what's going up, up here because some shit is going down, it's worth listening to. And if you want to know anything else about the show, go to tofop.com. If you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash tofop. But for now, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Tyhara. <laughs> for the second time. <laughs>